Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Well, not sure how many years it has been now that Apple's been seen as kind of a stealth player, rumored to be developing the Apple car. But a report in the Wall Street Journal quoting an analyst, Ming-Chi Kuo, says the word now is the team behind Apple Car has actually been dissolved for some time now. In the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, you say you're not really surprised. Well, uh, right. I mean, one didn't know. Yes, they did register with the California DMV to be testing uh, driverless vehicles in California. And I think they've submitted in the past uh, their disengagement reports on an annual basis and so on. And, and so they were doing something. Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, this it depends which piece of smart driving cars one is talking about. If one's talking about uh, safe driving cars or self-driving cars or what some people call level two, I mean, whatever, that describes nothing. But, um, but it means, you know, where, where comfort and convenience is the objective of the automation in the self-driving car and in the safe driving car safety is the objective of the automation, then maybe apples can play. They, they, you know, they're certainly not an unsafe company and, and comfort and convenience is, is, their, is, is what they're all about. Uh, so in, in a sense, uh, that plays. The driverless piece, I never could understand that one, the, the other piece where it's providing mobility. You know, mobility... <coughs> Mobility at scale, which is nothing but, you know, um, what one is trying to do. One's not trying to do onesie-twosies. One's trying to do at scale uh, really means that, in fact, you're providing, you're, you're providing a really somewhat boring function with maybe some doodahs on it to make it you know, uh, comfortable and, and convenient and exciting, but you're really, you know, getting people from A to B, you know, they're really not doing it for the trip. They're doing it because of the trip. Okay. They're doing it for another reason. And again, back to my elevator analogy, you know, what's the elevator do for us? You know, you show up in a building, you want to go to the 14th floor, it's there, it takes you, you do your business on the 14th floor, whatever it is, and you forget about the elevator. Oh, yeah, they might have had some accoutrements and so on in there to make it nice and whatever. But, but the business of elevator is, boy, getting you from that ground floor to that 14th floor. Doing that against the competition of what's of what a stairwell, okay, something that is really not not a big competitor, and it just does it, and then you forget about it. You know the things that Apple does, you just don't do and forget about them. 
it's all about having the apple in your face and all this stuff and apple around it and apple to do. And, you know, it's all about, it's all about in some sense, apple in some sense. So, you know, in, in the, the business of providing trips, mobility, which is really what, what one is trying to do, probably not, not their business. They, in, in, in the iPhone, you know, they're not Verizon. They're putting all the accoutrements around it. They're providing the comfort and convenience around Verizon, which is getting you to connecting me with you. Okay, so I don't know. So it's not surprising, and they must have had, you know, all kind. Can you imagine the discussion? If they have discussion, I assume they have discussion at Apple. Can you imagine the discussions when, you know, a bunch of people are saying, "Really, why are we here?" Um, you know, what are we doing? Is this really in the mission? Of anyway, whatever. Although, as as of course Adam Jonas points out, this is a you know ten trillion dollar industry just to provide provide A to B. You know, I don't know what the size of the industry is for Verizon to provide connectivity between us. Uh, we, we know there's a big business. Hey, oh my goodness, Elon's out there putting how many satellites up there to provide connectivity between people. Uh, just to be able to do it, not to put accoutrements around it and so on and so forth, to do it. So I don't know. At least, not surprising. Sorry about the time, whatever, but that's sort of the way I look at these things. Alan, we've learned from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that Henry Posner and his uh, RDC Deutschland uh, Railroad Company is yep. running a daily refugee train in Germany, assisting with the Ukrainian crisis. The piece yep. talks about one instance when a woman passenger was ill and wasn't being helped. People were kind of skittish because of what's going on. And because he speaks Russian, was able to determine that it was motion sickness. Henry is a, a good friend of yours, Alan. <laughs> Dear friend, you know, out of how many other students I've had in 50 plus years of, of doing it, I mean, he's he's in the top handful. And it, I mean, it sends chills up and down my spine when I think about it. I mean, Henry, thank you. Meanwhile, over 400 companies have withdrawn from Russia. And you have some comments in the newsletter about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Sonnenfeld, I guess is his name. Uh, economics professor at Yale has, has put together the list of, of who's, who's in and who's out in the Russian thing. And, 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 uh, and, and again, thanks to him uh, that, that the, inf the information's available as the, you know, I look at, <laughs> I haven't been a, a, a McDonald's hamburger fan for many, many years and turn my nose up mcdonald's hamburgers now i can't eat enough of them okay why because you know they pulled out they were basically the first ones in i guess i don't know when they first went into moscow i i went to that that mcdonald's i mean it it i guess it, it helped stabilize and revolutionize russia to some extent and for them to pull out immediately in some sense Wow, you, you got to applaud that, okay? Not to hurt the Russian people. Nobody wants to hurt the Russian people, but somehow, you know, somebody's got to wake up. 
you know, I mean, I, I thought, you know, we're done with this kind of, you know, World War One, World War Two, Korean War stupidity. And, and here we are once again, over again, over oil, oil. And what the heck? I mean, uh, Elizabeth's out in, in L.A. and Santa Monica. She sent me this picture. I mean, the price is six fifty for a gallon. I mean, it's still costing what ten bucks, twenty bucks a barrel to get it out of the ground, and it comes to us at six six bucks a a gallon. Who's making the money in between? And in a sense, if it's the cartel again, that basically, you know, just takes all the oil around the world, who knows how they control that price? I mean, it's not supply demand. I, I know I know the demand for it is inelastic. I know all that stuff. But, you know, on a saber rattle, they can just twiddle the, the price and it goes up over 100, 140 bucks a barrel. And the stuff out of the ground costs less than 20. I mean, who's making that spread? And the, the money all goes into a pool and then they divvy it up based on who knows some formula that they have of who contributes. And that formula doesn't say, hey, look, hey, Russia's part of that contribution. I don't know, whatever percent, 6%, 10%, 12%, whatever the heck it is. Now you get you get 6% of 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 what it used to bring in when it was when when Brent was at 40 and now it's 140 Putin's getting rich cuz he just takes a cut you would think that the sanctions would go in there and somebody would put their arm around the Saudis and say hey yo apparently not I don't know I guess I just don't understand it enough but back to the list now we know the companies who haven't gotten out of Russia. And, and that's fine in the sense, but if you're in Russia helping, helping one basically make 5X of what you would make, more than 5X, what you would make on a commodity and still sits there and helps them, Halliburton, my goodness. I mean, some of us have to just, you know, talk about a boycott. I mean, if you own Halliburton, sell it. If you own anybody on the on the list of shades, sell it. And don't go, don't go eat their hamburgers. Subway. I don't know. I mean, this well, you, is like you, you crazy you, stuff. You mentioned uh, on on the flip side, in terms of doing doing some good, um, you mentioned before the uh, internet efforts of Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX and uh they're yeah. providing internet access that's really working in Ukraine, from what I understand. Which is yeah, I guess it's working impressive. in Ukraine, and it's still working in 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 Russia. And he hasn't turned it off. And Elon said, you know, free speech is more important than a bunch of other things, and it's hard to argue against free speech. You know, especially someone like me to argue against free speech. Of course, of course. And and well, the the idea yeah, of these having are, it in these Russia are, is giving people access that's perhaps unfiltered by the government. Yeah, no, and, and I think so. And, and of course, I, I suspect that's that's absolutely where he's coming from. I just can't see Halliburton help, helping, helping Russians pump oil to stick it in into the pool of oil that OPEC 
controls so that they then can get the pool of money that's get gained from that pool, which is now at, I don't know where it is. Um, is it under, it may be under a hundred. I haven't looked this morning, but you know, it's still obscene. And, and that's war profiteering. And look, I'm just some bumpkin and, you know, backwaters of New Jersey. What do I know? GM, another story here, Alan. GM is acquiring SoftBank stake in Cruise, the self-driving unit that was with us on the podcast earlier this month. The price, $2.1 billion. SoftBank had taken a minority stake four years ago for $2.25 billion. You did some math. <laughs> I mean, Mary Barrett deserves like a, you know, medal or something. You know, she borrowed 2.25 and paid back 2.15. Well, she didn't borrow or whatever. I mean, it wasn't a loan. I understand. I mean, I mean, whatever. But she got the whole 2.25 and only had to pay back 2.15. I mean, that's that's a minus 5% interest rate. I remember when I bought my first mainframe, I had to, I had to pay for that IBM mainframe, um, which was I don't 400,000 bucks or something, and probably had less power than my damn phone does today. I think it cost four, 400,000. I had to go to the bank and knock on my banker's door. Can I have some money, please? And he, and he was nice enough to not have me put up my house and so on. Yeah, you can have it. You can have it a point and a half above prime. And I said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so that I can die, take this money and build that. And uh, 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 Prime was 21. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly did I pay back the 400? Who? What great lesson did I learn? Who? Don't borrow. Don't take, don't take other people's money because it costs. Mary took 2.25 big ones and only had to pay 2.1. Wow. Back. Wow. After four years. Wow. But what does this mean about what's going on? What were the terms of that thing and, and so on? And, you know, terms are sort of, you, you never really, you never get the contract to be able to read the terms, but with, all, with everything, it's not just the top line number that, that's, that's important. It's all the terms. So there must've been terms in that original thing that said, hey, after four years, I would imagine SoftBank said, yeah, we want to get, we want to even put more money in at the same, at the same rate that we put in in the beginning. It must have been in there. Okay. And if they didn't take that option, then there was some, who knows what, you know, on the other side, because, you know, you have to pay for options. There are two sides of the options. There's the plus side and there's a, well, I mean, everybody wants to do options. They only want things on one side, but the other side makes them put something on the other side. So this, this other one point, whatever that, um, that SoftBank must've had to, to exercise or lose and not just lose the option, but probably have some penalties to pay because of course, GM would have put that into the deal and, and SoftBank at the time, the deal's looking at this stuff. I mean, there's no way we're going to be on that side of it. Just think we're going to be able to get 
four, four years from now, when this stuff has gone through the roof, we're going to be able to get put more money in at the same rate. They probably gave up all kinds of stuff to have that option. I would think, I mean, these are smart people. That's what's, I, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I haven't been in high finance. And so I really don't know. But I, I sit here imagining. And you got to, you have to imagine that these, these are smart people. You always have to look at the people that you're dealing with are smart. Every, they're all smart. They're all smart. And okay. so I, w- now, I was pretty, I was pretty encouraged what, with what we heard from Cruz, their executive vice president of uh, engineering, Mo El Shinawi. If people <laughs> haven't seen or listened to that podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it earlier this month. Yeah, absolutely. Things are going good. They're not going as good as the Sunday supplements suggested they would go back four years ago. Now, if you believe the Sunday supplements of flying driverless cars everywhere, you know, 7 million people running around Manhattan with, you know, flying driverless cars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, but, but you know, we're not there. We are making enormous progress. And I suspect that, uh, my goodness, uh, why, why SoftBank doesn't see that, in fact, putting in another whatever billion at the same rate or whatever the, the option was is not to their benefit. Um, makes you maybe ask some questions about where SoftBank is in this world. You know, are they short on money? I mean, the article said they might invest it elsewhere. And I, of course, make it. Please don't invest it on war machinery because war machinery right now is hot. I mean, war, you know, war profiteering is hot. Please don't put it in there. OK, but anyway, so so they're they're. It, it, it would be really interesting to know what the terms were of that original agreement and what the option terms, the terms of the options were and, and how those terms now manifested themselves in the, the, these decisions. You know, I, I, I tell my classes that, that I'm a firm believer that, that, that everyone is rational. Each individual makes rational decisions all the time where the definition of rationality is they have a set of options, they rank order them, they pick from the top. Now, you, we can argue about the algorithm used to rank order, okay, because depending on what your biases, favoritisms, and so on are, you know, the order can rapidly change. So facing the same situation, the way you weight the various values of those things, the positives and negatives, Fred, you can come up with one thing on the top. I can come up with a very different thing at the top. Okay. But you pick from the top. So when you watch somebody take an action, you know that that action they took from their perspective was the best for them. So if you take this action by SoftBank saying, here, we only want 2.1 back and we're moving on, as opposed to 
taken, putting in another one, how does those facts end up making the exercise or not exercise of that option go into don't exercise the option? What else is going in there in that rank ordering process of everything else that goes into that whole thing and so on, getting that thing to the top? And so you can sit there and say, well, you know, who, what must it have been? SoftBank's out of money. SoftBank wants money to put somewhere else. Where, it, where else are they thinking about putting it that bump this thing to the top as opposed to putting it there? And you go through all those, those scenarios. But the action tells enormous amount about how they must be waiting, waiting, W-E-I, various things to come to have rational people, bright, rational people make a decision. We're not exercising the option. Whoa. There's On the other hand, there. GM stake has, uh, has increased. Well, they, they didn't have to dilute their stake, right? They didn't have to dilute it because if they're coming in with another one, I mean, everybody else is in there gets diluted. And it's not just GM. It's who else? Volkswagen's in there. Honda's in there. All the others. And so on. So, you know, there's, uh, uh, again, I don't have access or maybe I haven't searched hard enough to get access to the details, but boy, would it be interesting to see the details of that because then it would show us, oh my goodness, this is, this is what's going on in the, in the center part of, of, of SoftBank. And, and of course, GMs, I guess it also tells us that, well, they may not have had much of an option, much of a, a thing, unless they wanted to sweeten the option or something like that. Um, but you know, the option I think sat with SoftBank. We'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. You'll find some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You probably know that ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments, perhaps focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars. Alan, Tesla continues to make some headlines. Uh, Elon Musk says he, what's new there, right? Elon <laughs> Musk says he's working on Master Plan 3. And on Twitter, he responded to the head of a competing software company saying they have no idea how hard full self-driving is. He adds the only path to success is hardcore real-world AI software with the kind of supercomputing power that involves multi-billions of dollars and, and data from more than 10 billion miles of vehicle data and on. And I guess you nod your head. It's hard. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with Elon on this one. I mean, I just agree. This thing is tough. The tech, <clears throat> the technology is tough. That is don't crash. All right. And then to integrate it with the sociology of some person there either riding or monitoring or or deciding they're going to impress their date 
or who knows what. That's non-trivial stuff. If you want to, if you want to do it in 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 Mother Nature's playground, you know she's out there throwing all kinds of curveballs, sliders, change-ups. Don't know what's coming, <laughs> and you gotta you 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 have you have to get people call it artificial intelligence cut it out it's it there's there's we don't there's no intelligence there it's just a bunch of algorithms I, you know i'm not saying you know an amoeba and a, a one cell entity is able to do collision avoidance and search for food one cell <laughs> did i say one one cell <laughs> we can't we can't we can't take you know he he built Dojo. Dojo is 10 to the 18th floating point instructions per second. <sighs> 10 to the 18th. Why? To be able to put it to work, to be able to do, to get the algorithm so that the thing don't crash. That's This is what he's talking about in terms of what it takes. At least the way we're doing, and we're still at the brute force approach to this. We haven't figured out what the heck the amoeba does the one-celled entity to, fig- to to be able to do what the heck it does. That's and, intelligence. And, and That's you've, often men- <laughs> you've often mentioned the fruit flies not crashing into the walls. And yeah, too. right. I mean, you know, I mean, fleas not in my, they, they aren't splattered all over my walls. I'm, I mean, where they have like three neurons. But that's, you know, three, I don't know how many neurons they have, whatever number, small <laughs> number. We have 10 to the 11th. Okay to do what we do. And at times, if you look at Putin, he's not being very intelligent, I'll say, (laughs) whatever, back to to that. Sorry, I don't know. We're we're digressing here, Fred. Well, Electric reports that Tesla is still dominating the US electric vehicle market. I think we knew that, and it it isn't even close. There's also a report from Tesla Roddy that says Tesla is the most trusted brand developing fully (laughs) autonomous vehicles. I don't. I don't know where that comes from. And you yeah, question. Yeah, that. yeah, right. I mean, the 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 electric, the you know, having seventy nine percent market share of a sector is, I mean, anybody who does a Coke. I don't think Coke has that in the soft drink market. <laughs> Coke and Pepsi together don't. Okay, Otis doesn't have it in the elevator market. I mean, there are like five companies that have, you know, 10 to 20 some or whatever percent, you know, the top five. You know, you look at, at gasoline powered cars, you know, there are how many of them? 79% of the market in electric vehicles? And you, whoa, I mean, that, I mean, you have to take your hat off for somebody to create something like that. Create a new market and dominate it like that and not have any public relations folks that get us and everybody else to talk about them for free. And, you know, a la Donald Trump, you know, you know, if his name still appears. I don't know how many times on, on the, every front page of the New York Times. They can't help themselves. They must they they must have a string of typeset that just says Trump that they want to reuse, you know, so that the guy does gal doesn't have to put down that 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 lead and each of those 
things. They just, you know, drop it in there into the printing press. Oh, we don't do it that way anymore. Sorry, Fred, <laughs> but there must be, there must be a shortcut in, in every, in every, um, uh, correspondent new york times that, that that you just hit it's it's one keystroke to hit have it say trump you know <laughs> never mind uh sorry moving on here you highlight <laughs> alan need- some some other stories our friend uh, fred payne down in greenville south carolina I- is is making progress uh, i guess with clemson to launch a ride sharing network and uh, fred is still at it still had it so so wonderful that fred's doing that again ride sharing is key to providing affordable mobility ride sharing is key to providing affordable mobility ride sharing is key to providing environmentally responsible uh, affordable mobility we go on and on ride sharing is key and it's so great that uh, that fred is doing that congratulations fred um, uh, keep up the the good work aurora has developed a, a hardware kit that is transferable between vehicles, can power both cars and trucks. Get a comment or two on that. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's been that's been their objective, you know, ever since uh, left um, of uh, Armson left uh, um, Waymo is to create basically a, a kit that you put, in some sense, on any vehicle whether it be car or truck. I mean, you know, you should have a software switch that says, hey, branch over, it does a car, branch over, it does a truck, okay? I mean, it's it's mostly a, a software difference. You certainly, but, but the, the things that you're trying to deal with in both of those things is you have to find the objects, you have to, you, you have to, you know, stay in the lane, don't crash. Now the amount of ride comfort and so on you put is is, is quite different, and and of course if you're dealing with putting these things in a transit vehicle, a bus for example, that has standees, then all of a sudden the standee requirement puts all kinds of other constraints as to how you can respond. You can't just slam on the brakes. You may not kill anybody outside. You'll kill people inside. You know, and you have to worry about jerk, the rate of change of acceleration. Uh, or why? Because, you know, people have to be able to grab the, you know, and not fall. So there, there, are, there are different constraints in, every, in different vehicles, but there, there are only a handful of different, a couple handfuls of different. As opposed to the environment you're trying to operate in there, mother nature out there in terms of that environment is all over the place. You know, that's that's n-dimensional where n is very large, going to infinity. And these different kinds of vehicles are handfuls, few, you know, branch here, branch there. Why not? You you know, if you're putting this thing on an 18 wheeler as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, uh, autonomous taxi operating in Trenton. Okay, you also know where you are. Okay, and in a sense. You know, the, the interest of making these things operate everywhere out of the box. I don't know. Really? If you look at the distribution of places where they're going to be, you know, 90, even if you said, I want to serve everybody, 90% of the time you're, you know, within a very defined area. So the hell with the 10%. 
and, and also with respect to, you know, making these things operate in fog. There was there was a crash last week in in Missouri, 125 or 30 vehicles crash. These are human operated vehicles that were trying to drive in fog. Are we really trying to solve the fog drive in fog problem? Forget about it. Stay home. I get these alerts from 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 FedEx. Oh, you know, service alert because of weather. We may not necessarily deliver your overnight package overnight. And what do I do? I say, oh, my goodness, this is the end of the world. No. Manana. I'll wait. Part of the part of the problem in having this technology come out of Silicon Valley is there are a lot of people there that have a lot of things and sort of want a little something on those very things, but they're all very rich and they all want that little thing out there that they don't have. They don't look at the big crunch of the market that you can for Trenton moves. We, me, I don't know, have explicitly said, hey, if you can come here and do it for 350 days a year, 24-7, we'll be very happy. We'll leave, we'll leave the two weeks plus 1.25 days and we'll let you have vacation days. Weather in New Jersey is really not very bad, 350 days a year. So do, do that first. My goodness, you can't be happy doing 350. You got to do 365.25. Where, where does that mentality come from? I get, does it come from people that already have too much and they want just a little bit more on top and we're doing it for them? Cut it out. No, I don't know. I may be, you know, no wonder every, everybody hates me. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's just, but, but it's, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think the 200 billion that have been spent so far on this is trying to solve the deep snow, the fog and the fog problem. Why don't you just try to do good for most of the time and let's start there and really do good, not just provide an amusement ride for somebody who, you know, wants yet another thrill. Anyway. In addition to Aurora, uh, which is a company that we've talked about pretty frequently, trying to do things the right way, I think. Zooks is is out there, and you comment on a on an interview that the the CEO did at at the Consumer Electronics Show, not not long ago. That was highlighted. Well, I think, it wasn't long. It turned out it was a year ago. Which I mean, where am I? I mean, I'm like I'm like I'm clueless. I don't know what's going on. Uh, the, the, she and and Chris Ermson, I, I think, did a wonderful job, and I I, I put it out there because I hadn't put it out there before. It's really good, and and. And, and you know, Chris is 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 appropriately uh, you know talking about the the driver that he's putting together, for which 
you know, you, you need act, you need sensors, you need actuators, and, and of course, you need a compute environment on top of the on top of the code. You know, you need those four things. You need you need sensors, you need actuators, you need a compute environment, and you need the, the code. Those are the four things that you need. And 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 so he's putting those together on top of whatever, and and well again mix and match them appropriately to the handful of 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 opportunities out there and it's it's uh, that way um you know uh, you you can serve many customers and you can provide a product which in a sense you know that that's the way the the suppliers to the automotive industries do that you know somebody makes headlights they make headlights you know of different varieties that they can plop on Different car manufacturers, you know, the braking systems, uh, tie rods, steering wheels that we're going to get get away from eventually. Okay, so you know that that's all that's all appropriate. But then, but then you know the 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 passion of Zooks to do driverless to me, of course, makes sense within the the Amazon family. And of course, you know, Zooks has been out there mostly trying to move people, but of course, Amazon, Amazon moves packages. And in fact, you know, what has made Amazon Amazon is not just the, the interface, the e-commerce, the whatever, the, the bits and the bytes. The brilliance is, 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 the, is the logistics network that they have uh, to be able to basically present the products to us and then deliver them to us. The, the delivery of goods. And then in fact, you know, the ugly part of this thing is a lot of that stuff goes back. And so therefore you have to send it back. Now from a logistics standpoint, it's kind of good because, you know, you have a loaded truck going this way or thing, and then you have a loaded truck going back, <laughs> sending it back. Instead of loaded, empty, loaded, empty, loaded, empty, you have a loaded, <laughs> And loaded. I mean, you know, this is the this is the, the the best of the world for any logistics company. You'd have no, you you have minimal empty backhaul. Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like fundamental. To what extent, you know, um, uh, um, Amazon really publicizes that you, you can send the stuff back, as opposed to you know, when I get stuff that I really don't want, I just like you know go down and give it a, give it to the Trenton mission you know or food kitchen or something like that as opposed to sending it back a lot of people send things back you don't even so have to send other, it though. you can many of their they have uh, retail agreements and their whole food stores yeah, yeah they use yeah, for people but, to be able to bring things back and yeah but they make, guess, they make it simple enough that, yeah they make it they, they they do make they have to make it simple okay because again for many of these things you have to try them on okay and i i still can't i still can't buy groceries online because of course I want to look at the meat package that I'm buying. And, you know, of course, it better have that visibility on the bottom side because I know what they've done to me in the past and just shown only the good side up, which, of course, they're going to do. I mean, they're not stupid. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that's just that's just old school me. 
a lot of people are now, you know, geez, get it delivered here. And then, of course, they think that the delivery is free and they don't care what the implications are on the environment or anything else or whatever. But guess what? All that stuff's not free. I mean, somebody's doing it or some entity or some robot or some autonomous vehicle or something's doing it. Now, of course, the objective is, is if we can get an autonomous vehicle to do it, as opposed to maybe the people that, that would are doing it can, can have a better job, better feed their family doing something else. But we, of course, have to have to create that, produce that. You, know, you don't think highly of, a, of, an, of another story. Polestar 02, uh, the vehicle is integrating a drone that can be launched from a moving vehicle uh, to record video. Great. Again, you know, I have so many things. I have a vehicle that's going to get me from A to B so that I can go to a doctor or I can go to a library, or I can go get food, or I can do some basics, or I can go across town and shoot hoops, or I can just do the, the things that, that fundamentally improve my life. Now, on top of that, I can launch a damn whatever off the back. I mean, come on, really? I mean, sure, it's cute. It, it's clickbait. It gets attention and so on. Uh, they show this. I think it's the road that leads the Death Valley is where they filmed it because it goes up and down like this and so on. So I've been on that sucker. And of course, they want a drone out there. So in, instead of watching the road, because of course, it, it has full self-driving or their equivalent, it probably doesn't work as well. You know, so you can sit there and just watch what the drone is seeing as opposed to watching out whether or not you're going to hit somebody. But there's nobody else there. So I guess there's nobody else to hit. Really? I need that too? And if I'm to use it here, and of course, where do I drive? Route one. Traffic light after traffic light after well, it's just terrible, whatever. And I'm going to launch my my thing out the back so I can see traffic jams and and New Jersey strip malls and 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 I I don't know swamps swampland and and developments. And that's what I'm going to see. I mean, that thing's going to be following me. And it's going to whack the first traffic light. Boom. <laughs> Where they well, if they, this? they have good sensors in it, it won't do that. <laughs> oh, they're going to. Oh, they're going to. Oh, OK. OK. They're going to put the compute power. They're going to put the sensors. They're going to put the actuators. So this is going to do collision avoidance, too. Yet the car well, can't. That, that's pretty common in the drones today. But yeah. Collision avoidance. Yes. Serious collision avoidance? Well, they avoid trees and power lines, things like that. Power lines are tougher than trees to avoid, but they, they manage. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, okay. So in a Sunday supplement, Fred, 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 you've been in the Fred, your text nation isn't, you know, some of the folks that come on there are like, you know, Sunday supplement folks, or not, I shouldn't say that. Whatever. 
I was a Sunday supplement folk when I first met you and you put me on text the nation. So <laughs> you, made, you made things that were real and that's what we look for. So a couple of reminders we want to get to Alan uh, yep. pave pave has a virtual panel coming up on Wednesday to Eastern right. titled where not when why domains matter. Yeah. We're looking yeah. forward to that. And we're we'll looking be talking about it in our next podcast. Right. And, and, um, and, um, uh, and it's a, it's a good topic and then we're going to follow it up and, and, and see if we can discuss it, but that's a good one on Wednesday. If you can tune into Pave's uh, podcast there. The website is pave, P-A-V-E campaign.org. And the next smart driving car summit, we want to remind people is focused on Trenton and it's scheduled for early June. Yep. We're, we're, getting it put together some people are lining up where it's going to be wild in Trenton with the mobility festival. Um, and, uh, instead of making the people come to the festival, we're going to take the festival and take it to the people. And, uh, fundamental the thought of that is, is not only to be able to discuss among those of us that are still wanting to make all this happen. How do we do make it uh, safe? We do make it equitable. We do make it affordable. We do make it, uh, uh, and it's affordable on the cost side, not on the price side. We know how to make it affordable on the price side. You just, you know, alms for the poor. And if you get enough alms for the poor, you can, but that's not the way we want to approach this, this, this thing. And of course, high quality. And the high quality we're talking about here is, is not better than the chauffeur limousine that somebody has already. It's, it's really for folks who, who really struggle to have uh, uh, adequate, uh, adequate mobility to, uh, to, to improve their lives. And, and so that's, that's the fundamental focus of the thing. And, and we're going to, uh, the, the objective is not testing. The objective is deployments, is actually doing it for people, not every day, 350 days a year in the beginning, not 24-7, just 12-7. Why? Because, um, because we need an attendant on board in the beginning. We can't do it without an attendant. And the reason why we can't do it without an attendant in the beginning is because the people who use it have to be acclimated to the system. They have to be feel comfortable. It's not to make sure the system works. We're assuming it works from the beginning. Assuming we've already spent 200 billion getting this stuff to work. It should work technically. The issue is, is how is it integrating with the customer? And the customer is a customer that's in there because they're trying to get the B from A for whatever B gives them, not for the benefit of the ride, not to sip their champagne, not to have, not have it be an amusement park or to send a selfie on, on Instagram or whatever. Okay. And, and that's, that's the challenge. We think in Jersey, we're, we've prepared ourselves to address that challenge of deployment. And uh, we hope that those who have um, invested the 200 billion and, and gotten their systems to work will come in and do it in Trenton, not test it in Trenton, do it in Trenton. And then Mercer County and then all New Jersey, why not? If you can do it in Trenton, hey, the, the world's your oyster. And it's using the technology, as you've said, to provide something valuable to society. 
Right, to people to improve their lives, not just to get a thrill. I mean, to, to get someplace that really, I mean, that's why you go someplace. You know, the, the, the first sentence in, the, in, in my courses, you know, transportations for what? Improve personal utility, time and place utility. Hey, I go someplace because I don't want to, because I prefer to be there than to be where I am. Otherwise, I wouldn't go. Again, that's coming up early June, and please get more information online, smartdrivingcar.com. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. More information is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. You can find us once again at smartdrivingcar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Your smart speaker can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please stay safe. Hey, thanks, Fred, and have a great day, everybody.